In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. As promised, we've got a huge guest today. We've got Jake Potter. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Good to, good to talk to you, Paul. I was like... I was trying to figure out what your name was because I, I thought, well, surely it's not Paul Brown, but it turned out it was. So, and uh, very appropriate. Yeah, thank you very much. So, um, it actually all started with me probably three years ago. Was with Jeremy Schnapp uh, with ESPN, and um, yeah, he filmed me on um, E60, and then I realised actually, if he was so impressed, I was called Paul Brown. Maybe, uh, maybe use it a little bit, play on it a bit, and. Uh, yeah, three years later, I've got a, a show, a YouTube channel, and it's all going well. So, uh, <laughs> um, but Jake, I'd be really interested. Um, obviously, everyone uh, knows you, obviously in Cleveland and in the, in the uh, America. But obviously, we're a global show, and it'd be nice to know how did Drake Jake Trotter started his career and uh, where he is now. That'd be amazing. Yeah, you know, Paul, I I always wanted to uh, be a sports writer when I was young. Uh, you know, I used to collect newspapers of famous events and not just sports but news too and like I don't know why I started doing that it was just something I did and you know my dad was a, a coach uh, so it just seemed like a natural fit that those two would would dovetail together um, you know my first job out of college was actually in Ohio in Middletown Ohio the other side of the state uh, in between Cincinnati and Dayton uh, yep. I was a, a sports editor at the Middletown Journal and then uh, you know, finally got a job a few years later after living in Austin at the uh, Oklahoman covering OU football. And then in 2011, I uh, joined ESPN as a college football writer. And that's where I was until this summer when I accepted the job to cover the Browns. Excellent. And uh, how's it gone going from college to uh, the Cleveland Browns? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I you know, I covered a lot of these guys in college, yeah, uh, notably Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, even before he was at OU. Uh, you know, one of the, the very first games I covered as our Big 12 writer in 2013 was a game between Texas Tech and SMU. And the starting quarterbacks of that game were Garrett Gilbert and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and it was Mayfield's first career start as a walk-on true freshman. I believe is the only walk-on true freshman to start for a Power 5 team in the history of college football. And that was that game. So um, it's, you know, having having like – maybe not covered them extensively, but at least covered a few games uh, of a lot of these guys, whether it's Odell or Jarvis or Nick Chubb or Denzel Ward. Um, you know, I've, I've seen them at the, uh, the other level. Uh, it, it has been fun, you know, just being part of the excitement and hype here in Cleveland. You can feel it in the air, like how excited people are. And this team, like, it's not, it's not that just that they're just exciting. Uh, they have a chance to be really good as well. So it's been cool. Excellent. And um, uh, Jake, uh, I hear you sometimes having a bit of banter with Baker. Uh, I get confused sometimes if it's Jake Burns or Jake Trotter. So uh, 
Yeah, so but yeah, I've heard I've heard you two in press conferences having a bit of uh, banter. So he knows your name, and uh, um, yeah, it's very good to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I I've known Baker. You know, it was weird. I I showed up here for minicamp. We hadn't moved yet. I was still living in Oklahoma City, and I get to Berea. I get to the practice facility, and I'm walking in, and it like occurred to me that I only know one person here. And it's the starting quarterback of the team. Like, I didn't know anybody else except Baker when I got here. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you just – I've covered him for six or seven years now. And, um, you know, probably at the end of this season, I will have covered more Baker Mayfield games than, than anybody in the media <laughs> uh, because of all the games I covered in college. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I have a pretty good – you know, I have a lot of, like, Cleveland Brown institutional knowledge. Um, you know, it's not like I was following the Browns, you know, closely for the last 15 years, but I've written a lot about Baker Mayfield. So um, I do have kind of a good sense of, of, you know, his background, who he is, what he's about and how he's evolved both as a person and a player. Excellent. And your long term goal is to stay here in Ohio or are you? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cover all these Super Bowls. The Browns are going to win, of course. Excellent. And um you you brought all the family over at this stage, or are you just going to see how it goes first of all? Nope, family's here. Family's here. You know, my wife is from uh, the Dayton area, so um, sort of like home for her. Uh, it, you know, we're closer to a lot of people in her family living up this way. Um, but yeah, family's uh, family's here. Kids are here. So uh, we got a neighborhood parade uh, we're going to go to later this evening. So yeah, we're trying to take it all in. Excellent. Well, there's been some breaking news. Uh, Phil Dawson's uh, signed a contract for a one-day contract and retired. At first, I thought he was going to do maybe one season, have his kicking boots. But, um, yeah, he's just retiring here at the Browns. How do you feel about that, Jake? Well, I mean, he is, you know, one of the faces of the the new Browns, the Browns that came back in 99. Um, You know, he was one of the the constants through all those, you know, know, those long-suffering years. Um, you, you always need kicker, which ironically there's a little bit before in practice camp. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was, I mean, like you look at his numbers, uh, you know, third most games by Brown, you know, top 10 in field goals made. I mean, I feel like, you know, he's made like a million field goals in his career. Uh, you know, he, uh, he obviously, um, despite the position he plays, is going to go down as, as one of the all-time great Browns. And, you know, it's cool he'll be able to uh, retire a Brown and, you know, be part of the, you know, kind of in his career as part of the history here. Yeah, um, I'm quite good friends with Zane Gonzalez, the old Browns kicker. And obviously he went to Arizona and Phil was there and, and he said um, his technique and his his ability to kick in the uh, first energy stadium is it's not just the same as any other stadium. There's obviously winds and holes in the stadium and you've, you've really got to know that stadium. And yeah, he absolutely uh, mastered the, the stadium. And so Jake... Yeah, I mean, I hear there's a lake by the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Uh, and and the, they've, he was telling me the wind comes in, it can do all sorts of things with the balls. Obviously, us as spectators only see the... Uh, the final, uh, the final thing. But down there on the pitch, there's probably a lot more things going on than we know as fans. 
And Jake, tell us, um, how was uh, camp today? You know, being a kicker. Camp today, we saw a little bit more Odell in team than we have uh, for the most part this week. So it's, it's always fun watching him. Uh, you know, the receivers, I thought that the top tier receivers really had a good day. Uh, Jarvis Landry made some competitive catches. Uh, you know, it's been kind of a weird camp for Antonio Callaway. Uh, you know, we found out today that he had showed up out of shape. And that, that seemed to be one of the reasons why he was working with, you know, second and third team predominantly the last week. But, you know, he really popped today, had some some nice plays. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Derek Willies continues to have a good camp at wide receiver. Uh, you know, we were, there was a lot of discussion today about, you know, who's – uh, you know, had one of the better camps given the expectations going in. Um, you know, wasn't a lot of kicking today, but they'll be doing that Saturday night at the scrimmage at First Energy Stadium, trying to, you know, create some pressure situations for those guys and uh, see how they uh, respond. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, I think that, um, you know, we're kind of kind of starting to get a feel for what this team is going to be like, and I think there's a lot, lot to like there. With the D-line, uh, Sheldon Richardson was out today, if I'm correct. Who replaced him, could you see? Yeah, you know, he had a, a, an abdomen thing. I, I, I don't think it's serious. Uh, they had Coley in there, um, you know, to start out. I mean, I think that, you know, if you're looking at this team and, and trying to find some of the uh, question marks, the uncertainties, uh, I think interior defensive line is certainly up there. I mean, there's a reason they, they went out and tried to go get Gerald McCoy and then Mike Daniels uh, a few days ago. Um, so I, th I think that's a, I think that's a work in progress for sure. But, um, you know, I think that defensive line is a chance to be really, really good, but um, they don't have a lot of depth there. You know, that, that's a place they're going to have to stay healthy and they're going to have to develop some depth because I mean, those guys cannot play you know, every single snap either. No. And um, I watched one of your videos today. Um, Ecule, he got a um, pick. Yep. Yep. He, uh, you know, Christian Kirksey was coming off a blitz off the edge and, uh, you know, batted a, a, a Baker Mayfield pass up in the air. And, uh, yeah, you know, Dan came down with it. So it was a good play for him. And, you know, like, the, he's another guy that's, you know, sort of in that mix of, you know, potential options after uh, Sheldon and uh, Hogan Joby. Mm. And, um, how do you see it uh, panning out um, with, like, say, the um, wide receiver number five and six? Do you see it um, Willies, uh, Callaway, and maybe Ratley, or do you see anything different? And I think you go, you go OBJ, Landry, Higgins, Callaway, Willies, and then number six is a total unknown right now. Uh, you know, I, I think five and six were an unknown going into camp. Um, you know, there's a long way to go, but I think as of now, Willie looks like he is establishing himself as the fifth guy. Uh, you know, Damian Ratley really had a nice first day and then had the hamstring, and he's been out since. Um, I would think if he can get back, he'll have a chance. Uh, you know, Blake Jackson has had some moments, and a guy that they can, you know, move around a little bit, can play inside or outside. Uh, you know, Jalen Strong has got the physical tools. You know, he finally seemed like made a couple of uh, – uh, noteworthy plays today after being pretty quiet through the first week of camp. So, I mean, they've got some guys. She, he's another one, uh, you know, with the speed and, and the ability to uh, potentially return. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a lot of guys. Uh, Ish Hyman is another, I keep, you know, feels like they've got 
um, you know, half a dozen uh, players or so that can fill that spot. And it's just too early to know who that's going to be. There's a lot of camp left. And I think that's going to be one of the interesting competitions on the 53 is who the sixth wide receiver is, assuming they keep six wide receivers. Yeah, I've counted it. It's seven wide receivers for potentially one position. So it's uh, it's uh, it's crazy. And uh, the right guard position today, was there any any signs of working out who's going to be starting week one? Yeah, no signs yet. You know, Corbett, I believe, you know, they, they've been rotating it every day. I think it was Corbett's turn today. Um, you know, obviously, and, and Kush are the other two uh, in the mix. Like, if, if, if you told me, like, I had to pick somebody who's going to be the week one starter, I would this guy. Uh, you know, I think they would feel pretty confident with him in there. Uh, you know, obviously Corbett was a high draft pick, so um, you know he's got some talent. Nailed that, nailed down that position. Uh, you know, Kalis can play center too. So uh, it continues. I mean, I I think that you know they're still waiting to see who might emerge there. But um, I I think if you just my opinion based on you know people I've talked to, I I think Cush uh, at this moment would be the guy. Mm, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it's a three-way battle. And, uh, yeah, any insight from someone that's there is great to hear. Uh, my last question to you is, cornerback room, it looked like Mitchell had a good day, according to the videos. Um, how, how do you think that cornerback room's uh, panning out? Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think one of the big storylines really going back to minicamp has been Greedy Williams and kind of following a similar tra- trajectory uh, to Denzel Ward. Uh, you know, Denzel you know, instant impact guy was a pro bowler as a rookie. And so I, I, I think greedy just with his cover skills, you know, fits in really nicely uh, opposite him. You know, I like the way that greedy is uh, competitive when he's going up against OBJ or, or Jarvis, like he really relishes uh, those matchups. Uh, so that's been good to see. And I think they have a chance to form a really uh, intriguing to p- potentially formidable cornerback duo uh, going forward, uh, you know, after that, you got Mitchell, you got TJ Carey, and then I think it's just wide open. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to take five or six corners. Um, you know, it kind of depends what they do at safety. Um, but, um, you know, who, who those last couple of spots uh, go to, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. You know, Thomas is, uh, you know, a guy that can help on special teams, so he would make sense. Um, but But you've got you know, Phillips, Philip Gaines, uh, Javante Dean, uh, you know, I'm probably forgetting a, a couple others, but um, yeah, I mean, I think you, when you're looking at who's going to make the 53, um, you know, that last cornerback spot, I think is in play right now. Mm. Uh, Philip Gaines was great or good, at least uh, on the PFF. So uh, let's see uh, where that goes. Um, but Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the overview of yourself. And uh, day seven, I think it camp seven, I think it was today. And day um, seven, yeah, Jake, what's your uh, prediction for um, Browns wins loss? I'm going ten and six, and I'm going AFC North division title, breaking the longest playoff drought and the longest divisional title drought in the NFL. Going to get a lot of fl- fans in uh, Cleveland with that attitude. I've got exactly the same: ten six, winning the division. Yep, like mine. There you go. Yeah. All right, Jake, where can people find your details? You can find my stuff on ESPN.com or on Twitter, Jake underscore Trotter. 
Excellent. Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm coming out to Cleveland from London probably eight times this year, so hopefully I get to meet you at some point. Terrific, and I'll remember your name, Paul, so that, no that, that, that helps. No worries, Jake. And uh, keep up, keep doing the good work. Keep uh, posting them videos. They're great to watch. Okay, thanks, buddy. Take care, buddy. Enjoy the parade tonight. I will do. Cheers.